Welcome back to Poison for Profit. My name is Zach. I'm Nick. And we got two topics for you tonight. Nick is going to be talking about, uh, I guess, plastic waste, would you call it? Yeah, it's a definitely interesting story. Very interesting story. Yep. Plastic waste. It's it, it. I'm excited to get into it. Um, and then it looks like, Zach, you're going to be talking, getting into it with a shopper's guide on pesticides in our produce, right? Yeah. Environmental Working Group released their 2023 shopper's guide. I guess we'll just get into it and give the people what they want. Zach, I was actually, for my article, I wanted you to uh, to know if you've heard that they discovered a new mineral. I did not. Yep, that. we now have plastic rocks. Is it, wait, is this like a natural plastic or something? Or is no. it just like, okay. <laughs> no, this is not natural plastic. Uh, this is plastic waste that has been forming into, they call it plastic conglomerates or plastic glomerates uh which is a rock that's made of sedimentary granules and other debris held together with plastic oh yeah i'm seeing a picture of it now does not look good yeah it just looks look like, like a little clump of microplastics melted together it's kind exactly of it like. yeah. yeah it's absolutely crazy so they're finding these on a pretty remote island in Brazil, the Trinidad Island. It's 700 miles away from shore. Pretty crazy. There's only on this island a military base. And the military base there is to protect the green sea turtles that go there to nest. So it's a pretty protected area, but yet they're finding this crazy plastic rock there. Okay. Yeah, Trinidad. Trinidad, Trinidad, oh, yeah. Trinidad. Yeah. I think not, Dade. Not, yeah, Trinidad is like a, I think a pretty well-known Caribbean island. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that one. No, not that one. Um, oh. One second, let me calm down this time. <laughs> she mad. She big mad. She is big mad. So Trinidad Island has uh, Zach corrected me. Thank you, Zach. Um, but yeah, they're finding this crazy plastic pollution. At first, they had to to even re- recognize that these were plastic rocks. They had to take them back to the lab. They took them to the Federal University of Piranha. Definitely butchering that as well. <sighs> uh, but so they treated them as rocks and ran all the tests in which they obviously came to the conclusion that they're this plastiglomerate. Uh, so I just think this is absolute. I think this is we're going to keep seeing this more and more uh, with plastic pollution. There's just going to be essentially new materials out there. You know, you're going to go pick up a pebble. Oh, just kidding. It's a bottle cap that's been formed down into a rock at this point. And it just really shows the stretches that our waste as humans are is reaching to um, i mean these rocks are going to be covered eventually and be into the earth's crust so 
it's going to be part of the geological record in the earth it's just a crazy amount of impact human humans are having just to have our plastic bags um and all of our plastic products yeah yeah and just thinking about your last episode on you know quote-unquote biodegradable compostable plastics as you as we get these different materials synthetic materials that are supposed to break down in the environment it seems like this might become an even bigger issue where you know they're just melding together kind of right um and then obviously not all of it it's a possibility that not all of it is going to be captured in these glomerates like you said and a lot of material is going to be you know ingested by marine life or or, Mm. you know harm the environment in other ways um so so yeah i mean like everybody knows plastic pollution is a is a big problem right i mean Mm -hmm. probably behind climate change is probably thought of as the maybe the next biggest issue that we face um i'm just curious like if if these plastics that we have that are supposed to break down easier might actually be doing more damage um than like something that would remain stable and like and not fall apart or anything like that without fully degrading or anything like that it's just a thought i had though no exactly and i think that's where i was hoping i'm glad you brought all that up that's where i was hoping to get to with this it's we are all a lot of the time very short-sighted with okay yes this is compostable and it composts right but to get it to that point that it's composted it's a still a huge process to do that um and then also at the end of that you still have a product you still have something like there is going to be soil or whatever that breaks down into uh, and then if that gets into the environment, what could happen? Could it turn into rocks like this? Uh, what What's different about these new compostable, in quotes, uh, plastics that maybe they're going to turn, you know, really interact with sea life a different way? Uh, maybe they'll get absorbed into fish because it because it breaks down in the water. But then the chemicals from that are still existing and persisting in that environment right exactly yeah and and there's already other issues with eating fish that are they're coming out <laughs> i think um they said something like farmed salmon is like the most toxic food we eat now um and because of pesticides freshwater fish are the the most toxic that they've ever been it's eating one <laughs> Freshwater fish is the equivalent of, of drinking months of tainted water is the, the headline. I think we talked about it before, but, but yeah, so like we don't, we really don't know anything about how this is going to affect marine life. And then, you know, through that food chain affect humans as well. time for our little uh, halftime show halftime show you want me to start it off yeah let's see i <laughs> i uh i already know what you're drinking but um <laughs> the people don't 
<laughs> They're going to start guessing, though. Okay, okay. It keeps happening. I have not only a delicious Miller High Life yet again this week, uh-huh. but this one also has been sitting out on my counter all day. It's a warm Miller High Life. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that's a choice. It's I'm an absolute animal. what i've got here is a uh tropicalia from creature comforts brewing company in athens georgia it's not my favorite i'll say that it's a it's a (laughs) ipa ipas aren't my favorite i bought a i was gonna say why'd you buy it (laughs) yeah i just came in a variety pack and honestly um the brew, the brewery is not my favorite. I don't really <laughs> like. Oh, they got a, some, some couple good ones, I guess. But very hoppy. I'm, mm. I'm not a, I'm not a big hops guy. Yeah, I don't like hops. <laughs> Makes sense why you don't like IPAs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to power through it. Yeah, not waste my money. You know. Sure, sure. I was also gonna while we're in our halftime. How are you feeling on your March Madness bracket, Zach? I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, but well, let me first just say I love March Madness. It's my favorite time of year. Um, I'm always disappointed by it <laughs> by my team's performance. They already lost, um, but I am still hopeful for my bracket. We're in a little a little pool here with our friends. Yep. Um, nobody's pulled away quite yet after the first six games or whatever it's been. Yeah, we're all pretty much equally as terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm missing one of my final four are already out. God damn it, Virginia. I believed in you. <laughs> well, I picked Arizona in my championship game, and they uh, they blew it big time, I'll say. <laughs> Once those upsets start happening, that's when we'll yeah. really pull away. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but, happy March Madness to everybody listening. Enjoy yeah, it. Happy March Madness. And we're going to get right back into our episode. So Environmental Working Group just released their 2023 Shopper's Guide to Pesticides in Produce. So they release this guide every year uh, to reveal basically the amount of pesticide residues that are on grocery store produce sitting on the shelf. So things people are literally going, buying, taking home, eating. Uh, And we've got the 12... Produce products with the most pesticide contamination. And I'll also talk a little bit about the 15 produce items that have the least amount of residues on them. Um, Anyways, the the most contaminated, number one, I think it's pretty pretty often this is number one for most years, I, I believe, but is strawberries. Mm-hmm. Something that people love. Kids, you know, of course, eat tons of strawberries. I feel like it's like the the, the children's fruit, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I can remember my mom sending me to school pack lunch. 
the right. little like, bowl of strawberries cut up. It's like apple slices and strawberries. Yep. Uh, that being said, apples is on the list at number seven. Um, pears, peaches, nectarines, grapes, cherries, and blueberries are the fruit that are on here. So uh, that's in no particular order. So then again, a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff that a lot people of delicious are eating. Yeah, food. a lot yeah, of fruit. Like, I mean, I eat all of those. Oh so. yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of like grapes. There's always grapes in my household growing up, right? Yep. Um, as for the vegetables, we got spinach, kale, bell and hot peppers, and green beans. I eat a lot of spinach, to be honest with you. Kale, not so much. Uh, bell peppers, I like my bell peppers. Same. And green beans, yeah. I mean, those are, those are all super common, right? I mean, it's like... These are some of the most common produce items you'll eat anywhere. Yeah, it's just, I mean, holy cow. It's like a lot of basically everything I'm eating. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and just some some highlights from, from this, the testing results that came back for uh, EWG. More than 90% of samples of strawberries, apples, cherries, spinach, nectarines and grapes tested positive for residues of two or more pesticides so you know there's a lot of different pesticides things like glyphosate even if the manufacturers you know claim it's harmless or whatever uh there's other pesticides on these right it's not just being treated with their quote-unquote harmless ones um and that's 90% of samples. Like it's 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 on almost everything. At least in, in of those fruit that I mentioned which are again are super popular. A total of 210 pesticides were found on all these items. 200 210 different, you know, man-made chemicals that are being applied. Uh, and of those over 50 different pesticides were detected on every type of crop on the list except for cherries so you know through through all of the samples that they ran every single one of these had over 50 different pesticides found to be on that all of the produce on the dirty dozen had at least one sample with at least 13 different pesticides on one sample and some had as many as 23 different pesticides Kale, as well as hot and bell peppers, had the most pesticides detected of any crop, which were 103 and 101 pesticides in total, respectively. I mean, it, this is 100 different man-made chemicals that are being put on these. It's, it's insane to me, like, yeah. how you can even have that intensive of a, of a pesticide regimen, I guess. Uh it just makes me wonder where we went wrong. Like how, like clearly back hundred years ago, even they weren't spraying a yeah. hundred different pesticides on their crops. Like this just can't be the only way to do this. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like I feel like so many chemicals are um, endocrine disruptors at the very least. So like terrible for, for development 
uh, child development, um, you know, and, and people, I mean, he, adults as well. It's not good to be exposed to endocrine disruptors. Right. Um, and the neurotoxic organophosphate insecticide acephate, which was actually prohibited from use on green beans in 2011, was detected on 6% of green bean samples this year. So they're, they're using banned pesticides. Yeah, so. and that's like a 12-year-old ban at this point, too. Yeah, I mean, so, it was banned a long time ago. This, <laughs> people are just skating it, yeah. So, like, to me, that's like, you know, you would think, I think of, like, what they're going to use as an excuse. Oh, we just had some leftover. We just used it or... Oh, it was on the equipment. Like this is twelve years later. There is no resi- residual on your equipment. You probably have gotten new equipment since then. You, you're, there's no way you had a twelve-year stockpile. Like you're clearly doing this on purpose. It's a, I'm sure it's it's like yeah, just cheap way to it must be control insects. Yeah. All right, let's get to the good stuff now. Let's lift it. Let's do a little uplifting here. This I was is gonna, can I say one more thing on the yes on the the dirty dozen? Of course. Um, the crazy part about this all to me is that this is on the apples, the grapes. It's on it. It's not in it, right? Yeah. So this, like, it's not even that. I don't know. That's just insane to me because they're obviously washing the produce before they send it to market because otherwise they'll have dirt or grime or won't look as good. So they've washed it. So this isn't something I can take to my sink and just like hose it down and rinse off. They've tried that. Like this is. I mean, yeah, I would I would still recommend doing that if absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, but I just I just can't believe that that much pesticide is getting through and onto our shelves. Yeah. And you gotta, I mean, you do have to wonder like what the process is. Right. And, and obviously I guess, I guess they all kind of have skin except for the leafy ones, right? Spinach Mm -hmm. and kale, all the skin on them, but you got to wonder if it's, if it's somehow seeping in to like the, the, in the core or, I don't know right. what the fuck it's called. Into like the fruit actual. <laughs> yeah, like the, the actual f- fruit part. Yeah. Fruit body. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, if you got some sort of imperfections on them, it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if you did wash and, you know, scrub and, and peel it even, that might not even matter. I mean, it would help, but yeah, you might right. still be, be exposed, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and if it's a water-based pesticide, it could, I mean, the roots could just be taking it up. And that might even be the mode of action for that pesticide, for it to yeah, be taken in to the plant and then cause the plant to Pretty much made of pesticide a, at that point. Right, exactly. Um, and I'm sure they will claim that that pesticide, oh, once it's taken in, it, you know, breaks down into this chemical, that chemical. It's like that still is a chemical. You're still ingesting part of a pesticide. Of a uh, synthetic chemical, yeah. Right. That and I don't know exactly. It, it depends on the pesticide and herbicide. Some are oil based. Some have 
like there is just the pesticide, but then there's also to get your pesticide to stick to the plant better. There are a, another subset of chemicals you add to pesticides called stickers. There's uh, other uh, surfactants to make it more foamy or less foamy. There's a lot of different things that they put in besides just you hear the headline glyphosate. Well, it's glyphosate. They mix with water, a surfactant to make it spread over the entire plant better. And then maybe a sticker to have it actually stick onto the plant. So you're also ingesting all of those other ones. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. And, and that's something, uh, I don't know if I've talked about it yet in my corporate front group, uh, series, but, but that's very much a, a method of kind of obfuscation that these pesticide manufacturers use. Mm-hmm. They say the they only test for active ingredient. First of all, they're only right. required to test the active ingredient. Um, so they say that the active ingredient, especially, I mean, referring to glyphosate here, is mm. safe. But yeah, it's mixed in with all those other, you know, different synthetic substances that they don't test and they don't know the effects of, or they do know the effects of, and they're purposely, you know, not disclosing it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good point that in combination, even it could be even more dangerous than just the pesticide alone. Exactly. All right, Zach, lift us up. We're to get into the clean 15. The clean 15. <laughs> this sounds like uh, a March Madness bracket. The dirty right, dozen, the clean 15. I like it. <laughs> uh, this, there's some good stuff on here. I'll, I'll tell you, there's a lot of tasty treats in the clean 15 so don't be disappointed uh too disappointed (laughs) number one everybody loves avocados right Mm -hmm. sweet corn i was a little surprised by that one honestly i am too (laughs) yeah um pineapple onions papaya sweet peas asparagus honeydew melon kiwi Cabbage, mushrooms, mangoes, sweet potatoes, watermelon, carrots. So a couple you can kind of guess, like roots, right? You got yep. um, you got sweet potatoes on there. You got carrots. Um, but, you know, things like kiwi you might be surprised by. Um, mangoes you might be surprised by. These are, I will say, these fruit are much like a, a harder rind or skin on it. Right. Um, but like good stuff, you know, but yeah, uh, I, I I'm interested. I mean, I would think like avocados, pineapple, mango, kiwi, like those type of fruits and veggies. I would not really expect to grow those are, that well without. Yeah. And, and they're a little bit even beyond that. Like there's are a lot of these, seem like they're more tropical anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think maybe the countries where they're primarily grown would have uh, lower standards for using or not using pesticides or restricting pesticides. But I think that's also something that's encouraging to see, right? It's not like, because we all, we know cash crops in other countries are often you know, not only um, really hammered with pesticides, but um, 
It's like some outdated pesticides, some pesticides that are banned in the U.S. are used in those other countries that, that have the fewer restrictions. Um, but all in all, like this is a good list of clean produce. 65% of the samples in this had no detectable pesticide residues at all. Uh, avocados and sweet corn were actually the cleanest produce. Hmm. Less than 2% of samples had any detectable pesticides there. Uh, 10% of these had residues of two or more pesticides. So that's much less than the 90% of the dirty dozen, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You got got one in 10 here versus nine out of 10 uh, with two or more pesticides. And there was no sample from the first six items that I listed uh, that tested that tested positive for more than three pesticides. So for most of for most of these, like it's two or none, right? Right. Um, and even then, the residue number is very low. The, not a whole lot of contamination there. Yeah, so it's just staggering how much it differs between these ones and the the dirty dozen. I mean, it's a hundred times as worse. Uh, wow. I mean, I just can't. Eat, it doesn't even. I don't even get that. I don't get how it's so different. And I don't know if it's like a demand thing, maybe or something, because it does seem like you know the. The clean 15, right? Like they're, they're good fruits and veggies, but they don't, they're not as popular as the, the dirty dozen. So it might just be a production thing of a right. industrial agriculture thing is, is, is my guess to where these probably are more common in the organic, uh, agriculture space. Maybe, um, not that, you know, organics don't exist for the other dirty dozen but but i think that would be my takeaway from this is how is how stark a difference organic and non-organic actually is because we're talking about like i said 90 percent of those samples of non-organic strawberries apples you know spinach are testing positive for two or more pesticides so you remove that substance that that synthetic pesticide from the growing process you're going to remove it from you know the the actual supermarket product so we've actually gone full organic we don't eat anything unless it's got a usda organic label on it now yeah that's that's a good move to make uh especially in i mean today's day and age you just don't even know especially with what we talked about in the dirty dozen with banned pesticides being used. Uh, to me, that just shows you have to, you, you almost have to go organic at this point because if they're not being, I mean, at this point, a carrot, if you just get a carrot at the store, that means they are using 12 year old, uh, banned products on it. They could be whatever they want. Because who's regulating that? But if you go and buy the organic carrot, that is a regulated term by the USDA. So it just yeah, I'm, uh, and you just I mean, really, you hope that 
<laughs> that the USDA is is enforcing that. <laughs> right. Because so- sometimes I have my doubts, but but yeah, I mean, definitely. There's like like we we're talking about. It's just a stark difference between what you're exposed to, what your poss- what the possibilities of your exposure are. Um, and it's the, the sad thing is that organic is more expensive. So like right. a lot of people don't have the luxury of, of being able to buy clean food basically. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's really sad. I mean, truthfully, because it's, it, it is a pretty significant difference for produce, especially, um, I know going to the store, it's like one bag of groceries. Now it's like a hundred dollars. That's insane yeah. amount. Yeah, I feel like I'm spending at least seventy dollars every time I go to the grocery store, no matter no matter what I'm there for, you know, like right. I could be going there for the next two, three meals and it would still be, you know, expensive to say the least. All right. With that, thank you, Zach. That was a very informative. Uh, definitely going to be looking through my shopping cart a little closer after that. Uh, but this is this is going to be the end of this episode for Poison for Profit. As always, follow us on all of our social media. It's all linked in the show notes. Uh, send us your which fruit or vegetable surprised you most that is on the dirty dozen be it the apples grapes blueberries spinach uh we'd love to hear from you guys uh also any episode suggestions if you'd like to be on the show debate with us whatever you have we'd love to hear it um but then send send your march madness picks yep so i can so i can roast your ass on the yeah send in your march madness picks and we'll uh We'll see whose brackets end up better, yours or ours. (laughs) But with that, thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time. This is the Brazilian island of Chandaji. Its geology has fascinated scientists for years, but the latest discovery on this remote turtle refuge has terrified them. These rocks are made from plastic debris, Melted plastic has become intertwined with rocks on the island located more than 700 miles away from the mainland. And scientists say it's proof of mankind's growing influence over Earth's geological cycles. Mankind's growing influence, 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 mankind's growing influence.